Hello, everyone. We're your host, Will Marie and Justin from Keen Consulting, and we're here to talk about project management and business solutions. Please listen, take note, enjoy yourselves, and let's go. Hello, everyone. This is Justin Keen of Keen Consulting. I'm with Will Marie, co-founder of Keen Consulting. Hello, everyone. And today we're going to talk about, you know, with the unfortunate events of COVID-19 and the companies, you know, running very lean uh, nowadays, how you could restructure your company to uh, continue the workflow that you had previously with more employees, but with more efficiency and less overhead. Um, Some things you could do, for instance, is collaborate with key remaining employees, especially non-management, you know, whether it be your leads or your um, senior uh, working staff um, to get gain, gain insights on the processes that are lacking or could use some adjustment. Um, this will ensure that employees, your bottom level employees have the, uh, proper tools and resources they need to have future success. Um, businesses should also identify key roles in merging positions if they can, because, uh, nowadays there's a very great many of, uh, companies, not even necessarily corporations, um, that are very top heavy. Uh, a lot of times, uh, you can have three or four or five or six levels of management above the working employee. And that's very inefficient. You're worried about, if you're worried about the bottom dollar, uh, you don't want to have that many levels of management. Yeah, I agree. That's something, another topic, um, we wanted to talk about. It appears, um, as we were discussing, you know, it goes along with the restructuring that this is like a problem. It's uh, not, it's not even a problem. It's a virus within, you know, the corporate world. I feel. Yeah, actually I pulled up like several like articles because I was just curious of like how many organizations out there are having this problem where you have too many chiefs and not enough Indians to do the work. And, um, it, I found this article by uh, medium.com. It said the corporate world is filled with companies that have way too large a management team in charge of limited employees and resources at hand. And it said, it goes on to say that uh, the old story of large corporation and more management than employees is almost canon and universal employee handbook of life. Companies have done this as far back as anyone can remember because this, they've gotten bad reputations and lost out a lot of great employees. Missed opportunities exist. So as a result, the newer generation of employees have decided that they aren't going to work like that. After all, who needs five people giving them contradictory instructions that are often mutually exclusive? There are a few solid reasons not to have the top management structure that every business owner should know. And they talk about how this could lead to number one they had was unnecessary overhead. Yeah, uh, with, with this... Let's say you have the CEO, then you have a vice president of operations, you have a vice president of customer relations, you have a vice president of this, you have a vice president of that, then below them you have directors, and below them you have managers, and below them you have team managers. So that's, what, six levels of management above the worker, 
and that's really inefficient. Uh, you won't be able to communicate. You'll have a lot of overhead uh, that you don't really need um, unless you're in a very, very, very large corporation. Um, another thing that this comes into is the ease of communication. Um, if you have somebody down at the bottom, you know, one of your workers that are actually supposed should be valued more so than I think some of your managers. Um, if they have something to say, it could get lost, you know, in the chain going up, you know, and this could affect your company because this person might have a great idea and it just goes out the window because it gets lost in the move up the chain. Well, even with, uh, back to what you were saying, Justin, even with like corporations, you said that, yeah, for a larger corporation, even then you would have to have one, you could have one manager per 15 to 20 employees. Doesn't make sense to have a lot of managers running. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and you're right. The employees who are valuable to the company, who know how to do the work and who are experienced, don't have a say oftentimes you know what i mean and when you have too many managers there could be contradictory you know contra contradictory in the um or contradiction sorry in the communication right process you know one manager could say one thing the other one manager could say this thing and then like the employees are not knowing what to do and i feel uh that this is really something companies most likely struggle with it obviously seems like it's something that uh is probably the number one reason why it could, you know, companies could fail or uh, it's also uh, what I read here was like the number one reason most people, they can't even retain their employees. Right. You know what I mean? Cause it, it could also lead back to the management, you know? So what can companies do about it? You know, I think what can be done here is that um, let's look at the micro yeah. Level of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Go into what your employee really needs to get their job done. What sort of direction do they actually need? Um, you can, let's say you're a CEO of a, you know, a medium sized business, you know, below you, you're going to have the CFO, you have the vice, you're going to have operations manager, mm -hmm. you're going to have a sales person and you're going to have a customer service person. The sales and customer service could actually be combined because they're pretty much literally doing the same thing. Yeah. Um, operations needs to be on its own and accounting needs to be on its own. Mm -hmm. Now below them, you'll have a director, right? Yeah. Which will direct the whole department. Well, you don't even need a director sometimes because the vice president yeah. of operations can run you know, the PMO and, there's and everything else. Plenty of articles that discuss that too. They were saying sometimes there isn't a need for upper level management in some departments, which I've seen uh, quite a few um, reputable, uh, what I say? Like um, uh, reputable uh, uh, articles, articles. Yes. But by companies, reputable companies like, you know, Forbes and, um, you know, uh, ink. ink, yes, they're talking about this stuff. So that being said, I also feel when it comes to management, I feel like you have all these managers who aren't really into the nitty gritty or know what they're really doing inside the job. So like, let's say time, there comes a time when you lose your employees because you know yeah. what I mean? They, 
people find different jobs, they leave for some one reason or another. And then it comes time where that manager might not have another employee to fill that spot and they have to go in there and do the work. They don't know how to do the work. And my thing is, how are you leading people without having the experience yourself? So I feel like companies should really go in and try to hire. Yeah. Look at the actual experience and then try to hire within too. Try to get those valuable workers who probably want to go excel. I mean, not everybody wants to excel. Some sometimes you have workers that are happy in their jobs, but look for those t- that talent pool within your company too that actually work their way up and place them in charge because then they'll have the technical experience. And I mm-hmm. feel like employees are more likely to look up to the person who actually knows how to do the job versus someone who can't really walk the talk. If that makes sense, right? And now for those employees you said that, you know are happy in their jobs. What would you do to show them value so that way they'd want to stay? By doing collaboration with them, like meetings. Why don't you make them feel as if they are contributing to the company as well? I feel like companies don't, I I feel like they, they may, they don't show appreciation to the employees sometimes and everybody, no matter who you are, I feel like you have to have, you, everybody wants to feel valued. Everybody wants to feel like they can contribute in some way or form to the organization, to the greater good, to the mission. And if these employees aren't feeling like they're contributing and that their work is not meaningful, then they're going to go. Nobody wants to work for somebody who, you know, doesn't value them and that they don't feel like they are making a difference. In some form, way or form. You know what I mean? Right. But you kind of skipped around my question. What do you do for the employees who are happy in their position, but you also want to show them value? Well, easy. You, I would, uh, as I'm just from an employee aspect. Um, what about like a team lead? Yeah. Like or probably sen- do Or te- senior customer service or. Yeah. That's another thing. You can do roles like senior roles in different level, you know, in individual departments, uh, where they're not management, where they're a management, but people could go to them. It makes them feel like they, they have some value there and they could help their team, you know, their, their, uh, teammates, you know, by giving them, uh, you know, help on in areas that they need teaching them and pulling them along the way. Uh, this goes back kind of to like the military, you know what I mean? You and I are both in the military. Right. So we even seen our senior level personnel. They were even going in and working with us. We all worked our way up. We couldn't get promoted unless we worked our way up. Yeah, because in the military, you have to start at the bottom. You have to be a POS first. <laughs> you have to be a maggot before you can be a fly. fly. Yeah. And I, I we look up to our leaders. Right. If you notice, we have a, a tremendous amount of respect for our, our leaders in the military because they have worked their way up. They know what we're going through. And there is also a sense of everybody is in it together. We are all contributing to this greater good, this mission. And I feel that companies lack that. Like they lose sight or they start up, they lose sight of the whole entire vision they don't, then their employees don't know what, what their meaning is in the company. And then it all goes to crap. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Well, let me ask you this, you know, with, you know, the, you know, COVID-19 and everything, or when companies have to downsize, 
Where do they downsize first? The bottom, which is terrible. You should not downsize your bottom. If you don't have a bottom, then well, you you're, you're nothing. If you don't have a foundation for your house to sit on, you're going to come crashing down. It's like the Titanic. It's like, just picture the Titanic. You know how the top was just up and <laughs> the bottom was... That, that's exactly. You're just like the Titanic waiting to sink. You yeah. know what I mean? Because the iceberg took out the bottom of the boat. Yes. If you take out your bottom, who is going to do the work? And we know that, unfortunately, a lot of companies are hiring managers that don't know how to do the work. So then when you have all this upper management that does not know how to do the work, then what happens? You come crashing down and you're going to have to get either temps to come do it or your company's just going to fail. Well, and then think about how long is it going to take you to hire a temp? You you have a staffing organization and they're going to have to vet the people that you need. You know what I mean? They're not going right. to have all these temps just in, you know, right on schedule to just put into your company. They have to find these people. Right. You know what I mean? How long is it going to take them to hunt these people down? And and if, even that, what if you're not getting the quality? Right. You know what I mean? You're kind of taking a chance with the temp agency too. There's pros and cons. You might not get the best quality. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You just let go of your workers that worked X amount of years who have X amount of experience already have the experience on your, uh, in with the tools the company uses and you know what I mean? Know the in and out of the organization. You just let them go and then you're going to replace them with a bunch of temps that may, may or may not know what they're doing. Right. You know what I mean? And then you're going to have to go, if this temp doesn't work out, then you're going to have to go get another temp. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you're taking the chances. I mean, temps could work in, in a, it's like the pros and cons. They could work in a way that, uh, for retention purposes, like you said, to backfill. Um, but it's not for an immediate situation, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I immediately lose all my workers and I'm just trying to fill them with a bunch of people, I don't think that's efficient. Right. You know what I mean? But if you have like a lapse, you know what I mean? You still have people in there, but you want to kind of get more workers, I think in a lot like where you have some more time to vet people coming in, mm-hmm. I think that's efficient. You know what I mean? But it's inefficient when you're just losing all these people and then you're just trying to replace them with anybody you can. Okay. Let me you ask you I mean? this. Uh, what have you seen? Let's say when a senior leader, you know, director level and above leave and there's somebody below them that could take the position, but they get passed up because the good old boys club. What have you seen in that? Well, that's when you have bureaucracy in the company. That's bureaucracy at its finest. I mean, that's when you're going to lose great talent and experience. You're never going to be able to retain quality work. If you have a group of people that are just trying to hold on to their positions and they don't want to promote within, they don't want to uh, promote the workers that have the experience and they these workers want the opportunity to move up and they've shown that they're worthy, know the work, the ends that outs the work and they come to you and they want to say, Hey, I'd like the opportunity because X person is leaving and I'd like the opportunity to get interviewed for this role. And they don't even give them a time of day. That means the company is not valuing the workers. There's something wrong with the company. So would this mean that the company's kind of lost their vision of why they started the company to begin with? Because I've noticed in my past that, you know, if that situation comes about, um, it seems like the founders of the company have, kind of got money hungry and just lost vision. So they're just worried about their pocketbook. Yeah. A lot of companies, I mean, nowadays there is a, there's such things that I read about that where companies are just growing 
they grow so fast and they lose sight of the vision. They look at the profit and they don't realize how they got there or why they started this. You know, Mm -hmm. they don't uh, realize that, you know, without their workers, there are nothing. You know what I mean? They, you can't get there, get to where you're going without your workers, especially your ones that know, have all the experience. Right. You know what I mean? Cause what, what are you at the end of the day then without your workers? You're nothing. You're nothing. What are you without your customers? Nothing. Right. You need customers and employees. Right. You know what I mean? And if you don't value either of those things, then you are out of business. You know what I mean? I think it's a matter of companies trying to get their priorities straight here. You know, yeah, we all have to make money to stay in business, but that is not what the truly makes a break, makes a company. Right. You know what I mean? What makes a company great and successful and profitable is valuing their workers. You know what I mean? So, and then turn the workers that are valued, their quality of work is exceptional. You know what I mean? Well, you also got to value your customers too. Because... And then, yes, in turn, your workers, they're happy with doing the work. They will put more work into, you know, their their jobs and their customers will see that. You'll in turn have good customer customers that are satisfied. Customer retention as well. Yeah. Because the customers are going to see that. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of times I say you have to give value to get value. Exactly. You give a little value to the customer, you know, either free or above and beyond what they're expecting. And therefore you have customer for life, which is giving you monetary value. Exactly. So, but you, you know, it, it's almost like a whole <laughs> circle. It also, it goes like in a circle. almost. Not a think about a, well, it could be a triangle. Not, not a triangle. <laughs> it's a circle. It's a circle. It's, cir- <laughs> it's like the circle of life. But like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like if, you know, the company has a mission, the workers know their place. You know what I mean? They know that their job is meaningful and contributes to that mission. They're content, happy. They, they go above and beyond. Therefore they go above and beyond the customers then see that cause they're on the receiving end. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. And I also think that you probably need to, you know, have communication with your employees and they need to see that there's upward mobility in the company as well. Yes, and also that their ideas are being heard. I think there is an importance of like having uh, weekly or monthly meetings with the employees where they could collaborate and give their ideas. A scrum meeting. Yeah, a scrum meeting is what you would call project management. But like just back and forth. Every department should have this. Like even when I worked in the financial department uh, back when I was in the government, we would have meetings, you know, where we would collaborate with each other in the team, you know, in the um, uh, resource management team and uh, financial management, but uh, resource management is for the military, (laughs) (laughs) but it's basically the financial department. But anyway, uh, we would collaborate. And there was also this really cool thing where um, our supervisor at the time would also have us like come up with a, a presentation on something new to share with the team. So then we were like sharing knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We were also presenting uh, something we knew very well and sharing with the team. And then they would learn something from us. So we were like transferring skills, if that right. makes sense. You know what I mean? Right. And then we would all, we would try to learn each other's jobs as mm-hmm. well, because if someone's out, then someone can pick up that person's job. You know what I mean? And right. then at the same time, they're picking up a new skill that they could also put on the resume and then they could also use that to move across the companies. Cause now they, you know, in the organization. 
Right. Because they're saying, oh, wow, this person learned this skill. So if this person leaves, this person can backfill it and they right. can move up. Yeah. And didn't every month you guys have like what uh, your boss called a, some sort of party to where she would join in and y'all would get stuff done? Yeah. That's another thing. We would do uh, like uh, parties. Uh, Not necessarily this, a party, but she called it a party because everybody jumped in and did it. And yeah. Got it done. Yeah, we did those uh, where we would, um, at the end of month, we would do, like, somebody would bring food and stuff, but we would do work at the same time. I think it brought up morale. We were all team. That was the thing about, it was rare to see a leader who would actually be, that would actually get in there and do the work. That is a rarity. And that's why I think a lot of companies need leaders who actually are technical. Because I think it says something about a leader who could actually get in there. The employees you know, look up to that leader, mm -hmm. you know, um, it's not just like, you know, oh, here's this person and they don't even know what we, we do on another, on a, on a level. You know what I mean? They, they are, it feels more like there's that team sense, if that makes sense. Almost like a GI party. Uh, for those of you who don't know, a GI party is where everybody in the barracks gets together, pulls everything out, cleans it all up and puts it all back in. And this is everybody's doing, no matter what your rank is. Yeah. And that's, I think that would be great for organizations to incorporate where the management gets in there and is with their teams. Um, and like say month end or year yeah, end. That's what we did in the financial department, but any department can do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Regardless of being financial or not. And you know, project management department can do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, what are the, the other departments that HR, you know, you name yeah. it. Uh, project management because there's a lot of billing stuff you got to take care of. Yeah. So any department. Any department, exactly. But I, I think it really comes down to um, when restructuring, considering, you know, how much management ratio do you have to employees. Uh, you were talking also there was remote pro remote policies they could restructure. Yeah, I know um, a lot of companies kind of had to come up with remote policies on the fly, but this, you know, this time will give you the, it'll give you the time, this time, <laughs> this time in life or this time in a lull, if you have one, will give you the time to kind of reevaluate the work from home policies, uh, maybe invest in laptops rather than CPUs. Uh, that way you're not paying for two licenses when somebody has to take their laptop home and they have a CPU at work. Well, and honestly, I think CPUs are obsolete. I think desktops in general are becoming obsolete. And I feel that each company, if they can't afford it, should go to the laptops with the docking stations. Because honestly, we live in a world where we, with the access of technology, we can use that and we can work in various places. We could be in a, a business meeting or like or um, a business trip, we could travel and we could still work with the mm -hmm. accessibility of that laptop and cloud computing. I mean, honestly, I feel if, you know, as a business, if I, you know, had this huge organization personally um, doing away with the CPUs, but then also um, I would also do away with office space. Totally be honest with you. Like think about how much you're spending in an office space if you have one. Right. Okay. The you could have employees working from home remotely, mm -hmm. and then you could have like a co op space, like that you could pay for just when you use it to have monthly meetings if you want to with your employees. I mean, but really, their technology has allowed us to work 
from anywhere. And there is abilities to have meetings even through FaceTime, like Zoom, like we're doing now. You see how we're working now. We're having to modify the way we work right now. And that's actually, it could actually give a company very low overhead. You know what I mean? Yeah. It'd be low cost. They could save money to put back into their employees. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? To put back into the business. You know what I mean? So they could become really profitable and not have such of a high overhead. Right. If you think about it. And, you know, something came to my head uh, while you're talking about, you know, going to a co-working space. Something I think would help probably boost morale um, is I don't, I've never really heard of this. It's almost like a retreat almost mm-hmm. where all your employee or as many employees that can travel to a location. You all have fun, but you can also work at the same time where you have breakout like uh, breakout meetings, but you could also go skiing mm-hmm. and you're still working. The company's still going. Yeah. There's actually quite a few companies that do that. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, actually, uh, Pat bit David, if anybody watches him value yeah. on YouTube, check it out. He's really great. He's, uh, he's in the insurance business and he talks about how he does, these events, you know, with his, he does these fun things with his. But they're mostly reward. play. They're mostly some of them to play, oh. but they're rewarding his staff. But he does he did mention something like that. I know what you're talking about. No, I'm talking about actually have work sessions. Like, say we're gonna work four hours and then we're gonna go have a drink and go skiing or whatever. Yeah, I I mean I would be up for that. I think a lot of employees would be up for that. I think that would boost your morale. I mean that would be a company I would never leave. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. It would probably it probably wouldn't be a monthly thing, probably a yearly thing. Or you could break it up in quarters where you could take one department yeah. each quarter to somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh whether it be, you know, a couple hours away or let's say we live in St. Louis, right? Yeah. We can go to Branson for the week. We could have our you know, we could do our work or you know, four hours in the morning and go do stuff in the afternoon or vice versa. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Have a brunch with mimosas and then get to work. <laughs> <laughs> that would that would be a good idea, actually. You know, when it comes to that, yeah, definitely. So let's see what else. Um, when it comes to the talent, do you think we should touch about probably the talent pool? You know what I mean. Um, uh, the talent pool of like looking for quality employees or. I think that's actually a topic for another time. I think right now, you know, focusing on the restructuring and stuff is, uh, it's a lot to take in, especially in this time, you know, with COVID-19. Yeah. Um, I think we need people, let people have a chance to digest that and kind of reevaluate their own, uh, SOPs and processes and stuff they got going on. Yeah, I agree. So uh, thank you for listening this week. Uh, We will talk to you all next week. And I hope you guys stay safe and happy and healthy. Yes, definitely. Stay safe, uh, healthy, stay inside. Um, uh, Hopefully this uh, COVID-19 thing passes soon and we can all get back to business as usual. Yep. Wash your hands. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And drink plenty of alcohol. Oh, no, don't drink plenty of alcohol. But uh, until next time, guys. Bye. King Consulting signing off. And until next time. 